you are enough, you are loved, you are resilient, and you can do anything you put your mind to. And they will have a positive experience after they have a minute with me. And that's how we created the branding and how the story has evolved. You're listening to To Be Blunt, the podcast for cannabis marketers, where your host Shada Taravi and her guests are trailblazing the path to marketing, educating, and professionalizing cannabis. Light one up and listen up. Here's your host, Shada Taravi. Hello, and welcome back to the To Be Blunt podcast. I'm your host, Shada Tarabi, and Today, we are in for such a treat. We are joined by a sweet friend of mine, Kim from The Hemp Housewife. She's also based in Texas. If you couldn't have guessed or imagined, one of my fellow Texans in the fight for advocacy, cannabis legalization, and really just being a great steward of changing the stigma around cannabis consumption, especially for moms. I know one of your slogans, which I'm sure we'll get into in your story and everything, is Mama Needs a Minute. But Kim, welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Shada, and hello, everybody, uh, to be blunt. And y'all say hello to the Canna fam. Always, everything is content. Don't forget that. So thank you so much for having me today. I'm so glad to have you because, yes, you just mentioned content. Obviously, content mm-hmm. is one of my favorite languages to speak. And mm-hmm. I know that's something that we really resonated with early on. In fact, I will use this opportunity to make maybe a embarrassing plug. I don't know who it's embarrassing for. I don't think it's embarrassing, but I remember... Going. I got to film this now. No, I remember meeting you at... I don't know the specific... I mean, it was like a Lucky Leaf or it, it was... It was like the hemp convention in Dallas. It was a hemp convention in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, yeah, you're in Fort Worth, DFW. My now husband, who's also from Fort Worth, likes to remind me it is Fort Worth and Dallas. No. It is not the same city. So just, you know, plug yes. for all you people out there. But to me, as an Austinite, you're flying into DFW. Your state... I mean, not your state. Your city does you guys a bad job by lumping it all in together, yes. right? So unfortunately, that aside... But no, I remember going to this conference and I was at Plug, one of our other Texas cannabis friends, the Bayou City Hemp Booth. And they had made a mention, you know, hey, there's this woman. Her name is Kim. She runs an Instagram account, The Hemp Housewife. She's looking for you. She would love to meet you. And I'm like, oh my God. I think at that point I'd been familiar with you just because you had been sharing content. You did a really good job building your personal brand, putting yourself out there, the iconic pink. And I was standing at the booth and I think you approached me, came up and were so welcoming, so friendly. And you were like, can I please take a picture? I love listening to your podcast. Thanks for what you're doing, ca- uh, Cannabis in Texas. And it just, it, it meant a lot to me because I still feel sometimes, and I'm happy to, talking to no one, talking to the wall. In fact, obviously as a content creator, you're often talking to inanimate object, right? I mean, we know that when we yeah. make a podcast, make a video, put something on the internet, that there are people tuning into it. But on the lower end, sometimes maybe that's a, a one or two or three. And the higher yeah. end, it's thousands, ultimately up to millions. And so I just remember that first interaction with you. You were so friendly and so supportive. And it was great to learn about your brand that you were building and mm-hmm. how you were trying to help other women see cannabis as a better alternative to mm-hmm. perhaps alcohol and other vices and things like that. And so it's been great uh, to get to know you, to get to learn from you and now see your brand blossom. So tell us, Kim, how did you start The Hemp Housewife? Why did you start it? How long have you been consuming cannabis? And I say these questions knowing a little bit of the answers, but I'm excited to again and share it with my listeners. 
Well, if people don't know, and I feel like hopefully people that are going to come in and tune in are about to learn a lot about me that they had no idea. Like, y'all might not know that I really am a marketing badass. And I am behind the scenes on a lot of stuff that y'all see on the internet. But I've had to learn how to separate myself from being Mama Needs a Minute, Hemp Housewife Kim, and turning me into utilizing what my specialties are and my um, strengths to capitalize on it with these brands out here. So we'll get into some of that in a bit. But going back to the Hemp Housewife and Mama Needs a Minute and how that all came about. Matter of fact, I had to call and find my federal employer ID for my LLC the other day. And they asked me all these questions. And they said, when was the date? What date and year did you file? Month and year? And I'm like, I was one month off. And it was actually August 2021, where two years, just mm-hmm. over two years. And Shada, when I met you, I, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing at full disclosure. Y'all might think I have it all together, but the shit crumbles over here. But y'all don't have, y'all don't get access to all of that. It's not always beautiful and fun over here. There's definitely been some hiccups along the way. However, we keep paving forward. We don't let that bullshit bother us. Like that sucks, but we move along. Well, if people I, also are learning the authenticity of the story of the journey, yeah. which I think my listeners totally acknowledge and accept with the podcast of I will bear it all. I will tell yeah. you the truth. And sometimes it's not pretty. And, and obviously, it's what can we learn from those hardships to ultimately mm-hmm. catapult us to the next stage and level? Yeah. And so before I actually came on the Internet and said, hey, y'all, I'm the hemp housewife. The hemp housewife was a brewing and a cooking for about six months. And when I say brewing and a cooking, I mean that kind of figuratively and literally because that is kind of how I came up with just being the hip housewife was making treats for myself and a few neighbors. I was never trying to be some woman out there selling things like that illegally. Let's just keep it real for legal purposes. This is just a story. (laughs) So anyways, but I would laugh and say, oh, I'm the hemp housewife. But at the same time, I'm in the middle of a mental health crisis and I'm literally spiraling. And this is a scary fucking place, y'all. This can be terrifying. And a lot of people were losing their lives because of their mental health. They had succumbed to their disease of mental health. And hearing some of their stories, I saw myself in these people and it was a gut check. It fucked me up to think, oh my gosh, I felt like that. And I was heavily using alcohol. I would I would tell people, and I'm proud of it, I would be sitting on my front porch in the middle of pandemic while my kids were playing in the front yard, literally with a handle of Tito's, like literally just giving myself poison. I mean, there's a reason the moment you consume alcohol, your body is fighting it off because it is literal poison. And so I was trying to Say, you know, when you use cannabis and you get all these feelings going on, it's your body is accepting that and you have that endocannabinoid system for a reason. But with that, too, is where I started to learn about cannabis and really understanding it because I didn't respect it. I I can say I didn't respect the plant. And when I finally learned to respect it and appreciate it, I was then able to find love and appreciation in myself to feel better and become a better version of me. And in doing that, I say this plant saved my life 100%. So nobody is going to tell me that I can't go and talk about what I feel helped 
I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to make any medical claim, but I am fortunate to get to partner with some incredible physicians, not only in Texas, but across the country that are a part of their medical programs in their states. And when I go on the internet and say something in regards to that, y'all can trust assure that I've done my due diligence and I've got Dr. Lisa Gardner back here guiding me and then just several others around the country that I can call on. And anyways, it kind of started sticking coming on the internet. Hey, I'm the hip housewife. Well, I have an extensive background in marketing and sales in the wine and spirits industry. I've handled major budgets, just the holiday budget for Brown Foreman, which owns Jack Daniels, Beam Suntory, which is Jim Beam, Jägermeister, you name it. And I have created events for those brands. So I have a very extensive background in that aspect. And so now what I've done is took everything I learned in the alcohol industry. And I know I would be an asset right now to a lot of these cannabis beverage brands out there, especially in the state of Texas. Uh, so anyways, that was my short plug. You know, call Make me. Make the plug. We got you, baby. Okay, one of us will handle it. But I uh, just took everything I learned from that and have transitioned over here into cannabis and turned it into a business. And when I first started, my whole idea was, oh, I'll create a boutique kind of small wholesale distribution and be like, oh, I'm the hip housewife. Here's my partners and go into the retail. I was excited and happy to do that. I even had like really nice sales brochures made up. And as it started to evolve, it changed. And then I started turning into the thing. And then with the mama needs a minute, how that all came about, look, that is not, I just trademarked it, y'all, okay? Everybody says mama needs a minute. I trademarked it. So sorry, not sorry. And I started using that tagline because I got kicked off of TikTok the first time. And I was like, what can I use as my screen name that maybe want to attract the algorithm that, hey, this person's probably posting cannabis. So I changed my, na- my screen name to mama needs a minute. And then I started doing funny content on, let me tell you what mama needed a minute today and always implied that we were doing this. And then now I've got like these bags where I'll be like, let me tell you what mama needed a minute today. So as you see, the brand has evolved, but that picked up. And since that started, mama needs a minute with my, the way I spell it, and every single one of them goes back to me on TikTok has 3.9 million hits, that hashtag. And the hip housewife, which will take you directly to me, has 1.9 or about two, almost two million uh, hashtag hits. And then I have another hashtag I use over there, hip housewife approved. And that's if I, you know, endorse an item, there's 100, 200,000 hashtag hits on that. So just kind of built it around that. But the whole idea was to be a woman Mm -hmm. Using cannabis, no longer accepting the negative stigma, I'm sorry, that's placed on us. I've found that even going into the legal states, women come up to me and they're like, oh my God, thank you for what you do. They still have a stigma on us. And I'm like, damn, y'all are Washington and y'all are an OG and y'all still hating on your ladies over here. That ain't right. Oh, in Washington, as the brand evolved, somebody on the internet saw what I did. I actually put out for fun a Mama Needs a Minute pre-roll for 420 the year before last. And this man that I had been following on social media, his name's Jake George. He's the president CEO of a company called Greenlink International. And they own a few cannabis brands. And he is a pioneer in his state for cannabis and 
Anyways, we built a relationship and made a strategic partnership. And that is how the Mama Needs a Minute brand and licensing deal came about. I think as of right now, we're sitting in about 30 dispensaries across Washington State. I think I have one here I can show you. We really focused on a little dog walker. I'm going to get this in as close as I can, maybe. But it'll come in a bike pack. Right here, you'll see different little symbols that might denote what the flavors you might pull from the terpenes. Because you got to understand, my partners are a terpene company as well, and they really focus on giving a creating experience. And then with that, too, I always want to keep it positive for the ladies. So there's positive affirmations. Y'all, I'm so sorry on the back of every package that say you are enough, you are loved, you're resilient. One of them says you're a bad bitch. It also has my photo on here. That was not me being a narcissist. They did that, okay? Always be branding. That's what I appreciate about yes, you. I like, they were like, to... well, I'm gonna put on it. Uh, yeah. And that's okay because people recognize that and recognize me. Anyways, and then it tells the story of the hip housewife. And because of cannabis, I'm a better mom. I'm a better friend. Hell, I'm just bad bitch. <laughs> better. What is that? Yeah, just better. And we encourage other women to be brave and share their own stories by using that hashtag Mama Needs a Minute. And to keep the experience going, we also have a cedar strip that is infused with terpenes that correlate along with the profile that the product very hands on. I go and hand select the flower. I know they just harvest. So I'm expecting some, some samples. Some samples. I mean, I'm going to go to Washington and get yeah, those. Yeah, I'm going to go to Washington and handpick the samples for sure. Yeah, so anyway, it just gives that little bit of an extra experience. And I always tell women now when I talk about the brand, so many times, Shada, when women take their, are smoking cannabis or consuming it, however you choose to consume it, whether it be smoking, which is my favorite way, or an edible or a tincture or a topical, a lot of the times something's going on. There's a situation that's rough. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to put the baby in the microwave. I need a minute, okay? That's, I know that was probably a little crazy, y'all. No, but, but obviously we all have our own yeah, experiences yes, that come you know to mind saying? of, oh yeah, that was me two days ago, stressed out, needed something. Stress, sitting there. But now you can sit with mama and mama's going to tell you, hey, it's okay. Yeah. You are enough. You are loved. You are resilient. And you can do anything you put your mind to. And they will have a positive experience after they have a minute with me. And that's how we created the branding and how the story has evolved. And really I just cool. very fortunate to have that partnership with them, the company out in Washington. They are a publicly held company. So there's a lot of different caveats and aspects to what that means. And I have to be careful how I speak in regards to the company because being public, I could say something that could be misconstrued and it could be like, whoa, we have to make a public announcement. And I'm very grateful for this partnership because I'm getting access to learning all these really cool business ins and outs of it and what it means to partner with a publicly held company and handle like things are different on the federal level and how they're allowed to pay. It's really just interesting. And I mean, I'll share all that with you at another time, too, because I know you would love to probably dive in on what that's like. Um, well, I have so many questions, even just like following up what you're uh, saying. I mean, obviously, I knew you. I know you. But yeah. yeah, hearing some of these details, especially through the lens of the podcast of just Again, I think your background in alcohol and beverages, obviously, there's 
some contentioning for the industry, uh, big alcohol, big pharma, big tobacco. We don't want those industries infringing on cannabis, but at the same time, obviously those are, you know, to be broad vice industries and they've had to go through specific requirements, regulations of how they market. I mean, even just being a food blogger, I remember working with liquor brands and, you know, when you're getting your media kit of what you can and can't say for this campaign, sometimes, you know, be very explicitly, obviously cannot consume by water. We don't want can't, I mean, we don't want alcohol to be associated to anything related to water. Obviously, I didn't get dilute, like dilutes down to like people drowning or something like that or encouraging that where it could have a negative outcome. Obviously, you know, there were certain things in there I remember. The drink could be next to you, but you couldn't actually show yourself, you know, swigging or taking the sip or taking the drink. And so I think as a cannabis creator now, I'm seeing obviously very similar but different infringements placed on us from a censorship perspective, even just some of the brands I'm working with. So that to say my question kind of for you is coming from that world now into cannabis, you obviously have built a great brand on social media with content, knowing that social media is to me a deviation of campaigns, right? Maybe you're not, you know, in a magazine, but hey, you're on a a social platform and someone's scrolling and they're able to see your content. And we know influencer marketing is very prevalent. So I certainly put you in that category of an influencer marketer. The question again is really trying to understand your experience, perspective, observation around marketing and advertising alcohol to Mm -hmm. what it's been like marketing and advertising cannabis and the extension of that. Like when you're on these platforms, I mean, you mentioned getting kicked off TikTok. I've been kicked off Instagram yeah. once for my personal brand, the Shaded Trabi. Restarts was kicked off recently, yeah. the past couple months. I'm not stoked to fight to get those accounts back or fight to, it's exhausting to make a new oh, account. Is. And so I won't even touch TikTok. So I just want to know similarities, differences, alcohol to cannabis, and then using what you know to then market on these platforms and kind of some of the tips, tricks, like how have you navigated around it slash how do you say positive knowing that, you know, you could spend all this time, which yes, real experience. You spend all this time making content, especially when sponsored content, it's for brand. They are transacting money mm-hmm. and Instagram's, oh, I'm sorry, you violated. Yeah. So like, that sucks. that's defeating. Yeah, it does suck. And the first time I got t- kicked off of TikTok, I was like, what did I do? What? Me? What? But I mean, really, I was trying to figure out like, what did I do? And then you just kind of learn from it. And full disclosure, my TikTok account right now is probably hanging on a thread, if I'm being honest. And TikTok- You mean from getting kicked off? Like from getting, like being violated? Yeah, getting booted. This is not my third account. So people don't understand, I have come back three times. Come back, queen, baby. You ain't gonna hold me down. Just keep coming back. And the reason I do a Shada is for that woman that sent me a DM telling me the most traumatic story of her life. And how she saw me and was thankful that she found me that day because she had been feeling bad about herself using cannabis. I do it for that husband messaging me saying, my wife loves you. Thank you for what you're doing. That's why I come back and create these accounts over and over. It is not to say, hey, look at me. I have a network of 100,000 followers. That's cool. But as a real marketing specialist, Shada, you know that 100,000 followers doesn't mean anything. How many of those 100,000 are actually clicking through? What's the percentage on how long are they staying on your video? How many of them are clicking through to your site and making purchases? That is what is important. 
And I don't think people quite understand. They think, oh, 100,000 in your network, that's incredible. But really those, what is it, 10, 20% that are actually- Yeah, it's trying to build that one-to-one relationship. Yeah, and those are- That one-to-one, you obviously get those stories and that's absolutely yeah. what then motivates you. Oh my God, I know that. Because I say it because I feel it. Again, it's, that's what motivates me too. It's mm-hmm. obviously in a perfect world. Yeah, it'd be great to have- and maybe some people would contest it's not great, especially people I'm sure like celebrity status, Britney Spears. No, I want my privacy. But obviously with platform comes responsibility. And so it's not yeah. to, like you were saying, make this platform to expose yourself for gain. Yeah. It's, hey, I just want to share my story. And if it's resonating with other people and it can make an impact on their life, if it can, if it can motivate them to look at cannabis different, look at parenting different, yeah. look at how they take care of themselves different. If right. I make an impression on one person, then I feel like I made my job. Yeah, yes. I feel like I did what I needed to do and I, I made that impact. And so I absolutely see you doing that Thank wholeheartedly you. with your brand. Uh, but to kind of answer your question, sorry, I know I kind of digressed no, off over here, but to kind of keep that momentum going, when I was in the alcohol industry, it was not people coming to me and saying, oh my gosh, you're such a, a blessing to the industry. Thank you for what you do. It was, hey, you got any football tickets? Hey, four in the morning. Hey, this is bar manager from bar down on West 7th. And if I don't get any bar keys in here, I'm taking Tito's out. And I'm like, fucking pull it. I don't care. Like, it. I have never, ever dealt with any of that bullshit in this sort of industry. The big cannabis conventions, they won't even allow you to give out infused products at our conventions. MJ Biz is real strict on this. And I mean, not to say people aren't doing it, but it's a big issue. You're not allowed to do that at these cannabis conventions. However, I've been to many alcohol conventions and you know what is happening? People are getting fucked up. And I use that with all my chest because that's what they're doing. Just imagine a cannabis convention with all that weed and anybody can walk up and smoke it. But now it's alcohol and they allow it everybody's walking up and drinking it. I mean, I have had to call my husband to come get me from these conventions. That's embarrassing. I'm too old to be acting like I'm, hey, honey, I'm acting like a freshman. Will you come pick me up? Um, Hey, it's my job. I'm not work right now. And this is just the expectation. And and obviously we know the repercussions of, no, I'm not advocating somebody to just get so zooted or high off their mind that they can't yes. walk home. But obviously, you overconsume cannabis. Sweetheart, you're going to have a really good night's rest. You're going to exactly. sleep. So for three days. Difference. So sorry, but yeah, yeah you're well rested. Right. Alcohol, you could have liver damage, be in the hospital, you overconsume. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I, full disclosure, I still enjoy alcohol. It does not run my life. Yes, sure. That It does not run my life. And I did, I had a little bit of something two weeks ago and it was not pretty. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know what? I have not drank anything since. I don't no. drink alcohol. I actually like, decided oh to kind of go sober maybe seven or eight months ago. Not to be not sober to- and to say it, yeah. but just to make a choice of this doesn't serve me. I don't like who I am on. I mean, you talked about poison earlier. Yeah. I will say this on my honeymoon. My husband convinced me, Sage convinced me we were at a little New Mexican restaurant, which we love, La Choza. It's the best one in, in Santa Fe. To have a ranch water, to have a little tequila, a little soda water, a little lime. Love it. Kim, I had two. Should have oh, stopped at half of one. I was, sorry, TMI mm. was by a toilet. I was okay, uncomfortable. Well, good to know. I that, the whole night. Yeah. Not good for me. So 
It's just, I see obviously the tides turning a little bit too, where you're seeing more of a sober curious, obviously a Cali sober. People are certainly looking for cannabis as that alternative. It's just crazy to me how we know all these things are better about cannabis, yet it still is so censored and demonized on social media. And so to me, it just makes it harder to get your point out and to actually make consistent content that resonates to try to build an audience when you're constantly like having your legs being cut out from underneath you. Yes. And so this last TikTok account, matter of fact, the one I have, I've had it for almost a year. So go me. Hey, To Be Blunt fam, it's Shada here. And I want to give a shout out to my own brand of premium cannabis products, Restart CBD. As a daily user myself, I can personally attest to the effectiveness of our cannabis tinctures, topicals, edibles, and specifically our hemp-derived Delta 9 THC offerings. Whether I'm dealing with stress, body aches, or just need a boost in focus, Restart has a product and cannabinoid that can make me feel better. And our customers have been loving Restart too. Here are some actual quotes from our fans. Juice said, customer service alone deserves a five star. Always super generous when we come here. Also very professional and knowledgeable. Why, thank you very much. We take those five stars and we raise you a high five. And then Laura said, this is the absolute best dispensary I've ever been to. It's run by three sisters who are all equally knowledgeable about every product they sell. Ah, Laura, thank you for seeing us. We really are out here acting like a sponge, just trying to soak up all the information. So if you're looking for quality cannabis products from CBD to Delta 8, and yes, even Delta 9, we got you. Head to restartcbd.com. By the way, we ship nationwide. All our products are federally legal and hemp derived. So use the code 2BTOBE at checkout to get $5 off your first order on me. Our team is dedicated to providing you with the best cannabis products on the market, and we're proud to be sponsors of To Be Blunt. Thanks for supporting my brand and my podcast, and let's all restart our day with Restart CBD. Can I ask if there's anything, because I'm just curious, especially when I talk to other content creators, are there, you know, so I know use emoji, the B emoji instead of the B and CBD. You know, I use the at symbol for A's and cannabis. I see people, they'll put, you know, giffy stickers over certain words, even if it's like a picture of a packaging. Instagram yeah. now is so, at least Instagram, I'm sure TikTok, I'm sure all of them, they're so mature that they can see even when it's not natively taken in the app, you're uploading a photo that was taken out. Like they, they just, they know yeah. it and it's getting flagged. And so I want to know what are some of your tips or tricks or words or creative things like get around that you are able to have some longevity, some success on these social Yeah, so what I have noticed over the last six months on TikTok as far as cannabis content, they are letting people, there's a lot of educational pieces on there where people are saying cannabinoid, CBD, THC, THCA, cannabis, marijuana, and they're using it as an educational piece. And they're not showing anything and they're not insinuating that they're smoking. And those people, their content is doing very well. It's not getting 
flagged or pushed off, but whenever you start pushing it when you're, so I would do, I would have a smoke and I would blow a little smoke out of my mouth mm-hmm. right as I was coming on. So you knew. Yeah. It, immediately know. And then I thought I'd get clever because in TikTok's app, there was a smog filter yes. that looked like smoke. They blamed me on it. And I'm like, you're like, this is your filter. Y'all, not me. So anyways, yeah, if I lose this account, like I said, TikTok's turning into a QVC. Anyways. But it's so confusing to even keep track of what work. And I guess maybe that's the tip that I'm trying to, I guess, like, yeah. So for the listeners is like, it's, you can implore some of these tactics, but they're very inconsistent because right now I'm doing a sponsored campaign with a brand. Albeit this is on the brand's request, but the brand's request in their, like, you know, like media kit to me of what maybe media kits on the road. I keep saying that whatever their campaign deliverables are. Yeah. I did one of the videos and they sent it back to me and they go, can you blow smoke? We want to see the smoke coming out. And I'm like, okay, so if this gets flagged, that's on you guys. You're still paying yeah. me because you um, asked for the smoke to be blown. And I know, like you said, certain actions are, yes. And so, I mean, I there's no right or wrong because you see so many people getting away with things and then you so don't many. get away with it, right? Or I got away with something that the other person didn't. So when it comes to my content on TikTok, I try to always just be like, I ain't saying shit if I see something because I want yeah. that car, right? I want that yeah, car. Yeah, that's right. You never, I think that's another thing that I feel like is important to bring up too. So much of the censorship, I feel like, yes, is partially due to these platforms, but I also think people are reporting, reporting, they're flagging. And so you just said, I don't want that karma. So I don't try to put that bad juju out there. Yeah. But if that's you... Don't be that person. It's no. not a good look. I call that stanky coochie energy and we rebuke it. Well, it just, it's detracting. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I sometimes think about, you know, are these people who hate cannabis that are reporting it and they're like, oh, I don't want to see this. Fine. You're an asshole. You're probably, you know, capable of going to happy hour with your girlfriends and finishing a whole carafe yeah. and that's okay. But I can't, you know, have my cannabis on here. The worst is when it's people in the industry who unfortunately want to tear other brands down or they feel like they're getting censored and they want you to be a part of it too. They want you to be censored. No. Like, I'm just I'm putting it out there. I don't respect that uh, behavior. And if no, that's you, cut that shit out, please. Cut that shit please. out because it does not I help. Hate. It doesn't help the industry. And so- It doesn't help anybody. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's a, a bad, bad, bad text in people's mouths, especially, you know, if you're going around trying to sell yourself on something and then I come around and you fucked someone over, they're going to be like, well, Kim Roll is shady. She's probably shady too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even that your circle can af- affect you in a lot of ways too. It absolutely can. And it is just, I guess, another reminder, which again, I'm glad that you are so motivated to get back up and keep fighting. I remember telling Sage when, because this would have been two Novembers ago, I had my personal Instagram shut down. Mm-hmm. I woke up. And I remember looking at him and he's, are you okay? And I had this calm that had washed over me of, I think I just lost, you know, seven years worth of content. That to me is the more hurtful thing, right? The followers, the the fines, you can gain more followers. It's Um, a content lived here on this platform, which everybody should know if you listen to me, I am always pro-owned content, owned platform. Yes. You obviously can't always own your content if you're putting it on platforms like Instagram or TikTok because they're closed platforms. So we're willingly going into that yeah. you know, maybe non-verbal agreement of, hey, you want to post on my platform? You better be prepared for me not to like your smoke blows. But that was the hardest yeah. part for me was losing 
all that content, but I had come to grips with it over yeah. those four days. I had it turned off that I was like, this is freeing. I'm no longer oh, you're like, Whoa, beholden is- to my phone. So it kind of felt good. So I think I'm still a little bit in that air. Yeah. I dabble. I, I, you know, post, obviously I podcast. I do a couple other things, but yeah, true content creating, which I feel like is really where you show up every day. You're always on the gram. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't have the clock app, so I don't see you there, but Instagram I know people see you is there. my worst. Instagram is the worst one for me and you would know it because I post on it every day. Which is I, part of it too. I guess it's, well, that's the thing. Just have to be consistent with you and just yeah, yeah. Keep, keep getting up. Consistent. And then at what point too, as you know, I'd say things just keep evolving and changing. Do I pivot and be like, okay, there's so much more to me than just being the hemp housewife and the cannon mom. Yeah. So now I start giving you pieces of my everyday life. So then people get to kind of know me on that level too, as, oh, here's other, an, uh, another aspect of Kim, the content creator. People might not know my husband is a very successful entrepreneur. And he and I actually own another business together where we do, he is in the automotive industry, does automotive warranties, and we have a dental warranty program that he and I have created together and that we've partnered with some people, sorry, and are bringing here to Texas for dentists. So I do a lot of stuff outside of just making content and saying, hey, y'all, I'm the hip housewife. There's a lot to me. Somebody told me I'm a tactician, which is basically a mastermind. And I'm like, that's what's up. I will take that proudly because people don't realize what I can really do. I just, what did I say to you the other day? You got to just pull your dick out and start doing it. Yes. The language. Excuse my language. To be blunt, Shada. Pardon the French. It's okay. That's what we're here to share. And and, and it is, it's uh, so encouraging too, because I think where I try to exist is in that authenticity space of the rising tide lifts all boats. This is my story. I don't expect my story to be your story, but I always hope that when I share, maybe someone sees a little bit of themselves or feels the freedom to feel, you know, that human connection. And so I see that in you and I see that in the content and the way that you're showing up and especially being an advocate here in Texas, it's even more important because I do think our state has a particular perspective, both in the state of Texas as as far as cannabis goes. Although I keep sharing this quote and I'm going to keep sharing it because they said it and they're very respected and I'm going to jump on it. Vicente, a very familiar cannabis law firm, recently in an article on their blog, highlighted that Texas is the largest cannabis market. Mm -hmm. Now you can interpret that. Is that illicit? Is that our hemp-derived space? Because Lord knows, and you and I both know, Texas is not adult-use recreation, but we would argue yeah. you can get whatever you want, again, legally through hemp-derived as well as certainly through the illicit. And obviously, if people listen to the podcast, they know my two cents. I certainly work in the hemp industry, so I believe that these cannabinoids, whether you derive them from hemp or marijuana, whether you synthesize them, it's a compound and the compound has structural integrity. And so certainly other things that can go entail into that. But for me, it's just about having these conversations because people don't realize like what is actually happening in our state. And so we need to lean into those voices. And so it's been really fun getting to lean into that conversation with you, which I'll use this opportunity now to tee up something fun that you and I have brewing, which is a little bit of why I was extra excited to have you on the podcast too, to share one, obviously love learning your story. And I'm sure the listeners are like, wait, I want to keep hearing more about Kim's background, which you will, because you're going to see a lot of us 
together coming up. In, no, I have so much more I would love to share, but you a couple of weeks. Wait. I know you guys just have to wait and see what content we come out. But I'm very excited to kind of, I guess, share, announce officially. You yeah, and do I you want to announce it? Do you want to announce it? I did a little fake drum roll. Kim, you and I have been invited by MJ BizCon to host a Texas cannabis state specific meetup. Yes. This is very exciting. I'll give yes. a little bit of context about it too. You know, when we were having these conversations, they were very clear to highlight the importance of having a state specific opportunities to bring people together, especially on behalf of MJ Biz, just because of their premier brand that they have built. Yeah. They're not doing every state. So it's no, this is like a pretty big deal. The fact that they're like Texas and they wanted you and I to join forces, we were happy to do. Shada? And so we're doing it. So you're going to see Kim and I in person in Vegas. So this is kind of like a call to action. If you yes. are going to MJ BizCon and you want to learn more about the Texas cannabis industry, please come hang out with Kim and I. I guess we can kind of share a little bit of yeah, any Thursday like morning. So, yeah. yeah. Thursday, I'll take over for a minute. Yeah, Hello. please. So Thursday morning, November 30th, they're going to have us on the expo floor in the central booth of MJ BizCon. And we're going to have a big Texas cannabis meetup. And this isn't just for Texas cannabis. I mean, it is to celebrate that. But if you're in another state and you are the one saying Texas doesn't have cannabis or whatever, this is going to be an opportunity to come and meet not only your two Texas cannabis sweethearts, but... Other influential people, maybe cultivators, maybe investors, those kind of people. Manufacturers. Yes, manufacturers, all kinds, growers, you name it. Everybody in our industry that will be there. We'll make sure they're going to be over in that booth with us. And then we also are going to be having a lot of fun running around interviewing the uh, different uh, vendors there, as well as some of the speakers. We're going to get access to those as well. And so another call to action, Shada, if you're a brand and you want the hemp housewife and Shada Tarabi to come into your booth and say hello on behalf of MJ BizCon, we are bringing not only our platform, but also Texas Cannabis TV. I am going to be working the floor with them as well. So we're going to have between me, you and Texas Cannabis TV, Shada, that's well over 150, close to 200,000 in a network that just us two working together on the floor can give your brand access to. And we can, yeah, message us on, y'all know at The Shade of Tarabi, then I'm it's underscore the hip housewife on social media. But we're really excited. Shada and I are actually going to see each other for this weekend. And we're going to film some really fun content to hype up the Texas Cannabis Meetup. Yes. Got my microphone ready to go. Got my camera. Batteries charging. Yes. It's honestly oh. happening so fast too, which I didn't realize MJ Biz is literally in three weeks, kind of like right after Thanksgiving. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, I would say now is the time to get your tickets. And yes. I'm excited because I was the, the, you know, TLDR a little bit too behind the scenes. I'm having to have hand surgery like 10 days before I go. So I'm a little yeah. apprehensive of what my recovery is going to be like. But that aside, I'm motivated and excited to be in Vegas because I think that this is a very interesting year for our industry in terms of some trends and stuff that I've just been observing and certainly been talking about on the podcast that I'm sure you're yeah. familiar with as well. Canada's beverages is going to be a really big conversation topic. I really do think what's happening in Texas, again, just to reinforce that article, they acknowledge that Texas is this large market 
Mm -hmm. as Texans, I think we would both agree it is a large market, but where the market goes is going to be interesting to observe. And so being a part of those conversations and helping lead some of those conversations is really exciting. Also, the component of that, too, is what's happening with the farm bill, which obviously is what has legalized the hemp industry in Texas, as well as that federal piece of legislation. And so I just think that this is like, I don't go to a ton of cannabis conferences anymore, partially because they stopped really kind of popping up in Texas. I think Texas is going through a little bit of interesting consolidation happening, Mm -hmm. but also because there's so many different events happening that sometimes it's hard to kind of pick and choose where to go. But MJ Biz through and through is always the one that I'm like, okay, let me pay attention. Let me go. And so just to reinforce that too, you know, I'm excited to see all my fellow podcast guests, all the friends, people who have tuned in. So if you're listening to the podcast, and you're going to be there or you have a brand, you know somebody who's going to be there, mm-hmm. just to please reach out and connect us with them because I'm really excited to make content and have that platform to represent Texas cannabis. Yes. I really think our time is now to have the stage. And so I'm excited yeah. to share it with you and have that conversation. Yes, up in it's Vegas. going to be amazing. And also anybody out there that is having parties, hit us up. We'll bring the camera. Yeah, I mean, again, we're coming with a very large network of people, all of my following is 100% organic from cannabis content, every bit of it. And again, Shada too, she's got a, 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 I know a, a handful of your following. I know you started as a food blogger, so I don't know where the I train- converted some like, of them. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like, I don't like know cannabis, where maybe it's not, but they're but I would say people. Yeah. You know, you started out here, but where your transition was. So you know, you've got a good mix of people as well to hit. And I feel a lot of people on your end are going to see a different side of MJ Biz. I feel like last year we were kind of running around like a chicken with our head cut off. What are we doing? Just having fun. But I really feel good about this year. We have a purpose and yes. we're going to bring people together. And yeah, y'all, it's going to be excellent. I'm just excited also to learn from you. I mean, obviously, oh wow, maybe it's not even like a selfish thing to, but it is a selfish thing, but I think it's important to like highlight for the people listening to as well. I think I've learned over the years, I probably didn't always have this stance, but if you act like you know everything or that you've made it, it's not only off-putting. I just, I find that very hard to believe that you've exhausted everything and you know everything in your life. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I find some of those people exist in the cannabis industry and I quite frankly don't do business with those people and I don't co-host meetups with those people. You are somebody that is always so open to sharing. So obviously, thanks for sharing your background and experience mm-hmm. of building the Hemp Housewife and Mom Needs a Minute with my podcast and audience mm-hmm. and listeners. But Truthfully, I'm excited to make content with you and learn from you and just like kind of put our money where our mouth is in terms of putting in the effort, kind Mm -hmm. of being open to what happens. It's funny. I just got up a call this morning with another friend in the industry and joking about, you know, like, well, what's your plan for MJ Biz? I was like, honestly, point me in a direction and make sure I've got, you know, my stores in Bickle filled in my hand. I'm happy to go Uh and be there. And so I'm, I say that. Wherever the hip housewives dragging me. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, you know what, as much as I am capable of making content and like showing up, I'm equally here to collaborate with you, collaborate with MJ Biz and kind of be a student as well, if that makes sense. And so I just wanted to share that sentiment too, because I'm sincerely looking forward to hanging out and also hope the listeners can understand that there's never a period in life where you should feel like, oh, I've learned everything. I've made, I just think there's so yeah. many different walks of life, backgrounds. I mean, obviously your background with alcohol beverage distribution is very applicable and also 
something that I do not have experience with. And so I'm excited to pick your brain as we, you know, kind of go through the next couple of weeks leading up to the conference and have, you know, some fun too. Please. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I want your listeners to also understand Shada and I, basically, we do the same thing in a sense as content creation. We're an influencer in the cannabis industry. We have a very successful cannabis brand. I can create content for your brand on social media. So can Shada. We do the same stuff, but I want everybody to see and learn from us right now. Look at us doing it together. I'm not trying to take away from her. And I know she's not trying to take away from me. And even last year was our first real time to get to hang out together on the floor. We let each other have our turn when we were talking to the people. And we, I learned from you then. You might not have realized it. And I guess I'll end on this saying when I was cooking in a brew in the hip housewife before it came out, I listened to podcasts. And my husband said this morning, I can't believe you're going on to be blunt because you listen every day. We heard that in the house. Oh, every day. He's all this. I'm getting goosebumps. And he's my best friend, too. My best friend. She knows all Shada. Anyways, it's working together as a collective, if you will. My audience and demographic might be way different than Shada's, even though they are similar. But the way I speak to my audience and the way Shada speaks to hers might resonate different with a brand. And Shayna and I are probably going to run into some brand that we meet and they're going to call her and not me. And that is okay. I'll be happy for her. That's right. Because that brand saw something in Shayna that would resonate with, with their audience. And that's okay because I might not have vibed with them. And I want people to understand that we can come together as a collective and to that. people to do things together. It's not always, it doesn't have to be about, oh, we're the competition. Yes. No, I'm so glad you shared that sentiment too, because I do think that's a hard reality of the industry. You know, there is a lot of people who go in, especially in the regulated spaces where, I mean, obviously in hemp too, but you go into the industry, you know, you're one, you're so excited and something happens and, you know, maybe business isn't so good year two or three or five or six, depending on what state or market you're in. And that is the reality, but that doesn't need to make you a hardened individual in terms of, like you were saying, like the collective. It's to me, again, the rising tide lifts all boats. And so how can we realize that when we work together, we're able to actually influence the larger conversation, which is accepting and adopting cannabis. And I will be the first to say, I don't care if you buy my products or Kim's products or whoever's brand or whatever you do. If you learned about your endocannabinoid system and you felt comfortable sharing with your spouse or, you know, with your kids that you like to consume cannabis instead of something else or just how your cannabis, like those are the conversations that really excite me and make me feel proud to do the work that I'm doing that I know that you're proud to do the work you're doing. And so I think that just is the beautiful opportunity that, again, super excited to walk into Vegas and do MJ. Oh, yeah, girl. Really, truly, thank you for being on the podcast. I know my listeners really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Learn and listen from you and just, you know, be a part of our little Texas Sweethearts Club for a brief moment before they meet us up in Vegas. But thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Okay, Okay. are we done? everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the TV Blunt podcast. We'll be back maybe next week, maybe not next week. We'll see. It's always fun over here. But thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode whenever that is. If you are curious though to tune into previous episodes, if you're listening on Spotify, listening on Apple Podcasts and you haven't been to my Substack, 
tobebluntpod.com is where the podcast lives freely, but you can subscribe and stay in touch. And then whenever I get a wild hair to share a hot take about the industry, that is the first place that I will go drop it. And also my final attempt at preserving some of my audience and keeping it safe from the Instagram and TikTok lords who want to censor us left and right. So thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye y'all. That wraps up another fantastic episode of the To Be Blunt podcast, and I hope you've enjoyed the enlightening discussions and insights we've shared today. But the conversation doesn't end here. I invite you to join my vibrant community of cannabis enthusiasts, experts, and advocates. So what can you do to stay connected and get involved? First, make sure you subscribe to To Be Blunt on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed our show, I would truly appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review it. Your feedback helps the podcast grow and reach more listeners like you. Next, head over to our website, www.tobebluntpod.com, where you'll find a wealth of resources, exclusive content, and our show archives. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date on the latest cannabis news and events. Lastly, I would love to hear your thoughts, questions, and episode suggestions. Connect with me and the show on social media. Find us on Instagram at tobebluntpod and at theshadedtorabi. Let's keep the conversation going and work together to dispel myths, break stigmas, and celebrate the incredible world of cannabis. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, stay curious, stay informed, and stay blunt. Love this episode of To Be Blunt? Be sure to visit theshadatarabi.com slash tobeblunt for more ways to connect. New episodes come out on Mondays. And for more behind the scenes, follow along on Instagram at theshadatarabi. 